0: to the page, get it out of
1: your head, and the page, get it out of your head, and to the page. Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page, joining me with his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> as podcast producer is Ryan Buds.
2: Right right off the bat with the mustache comment, huh?
1: Rockin' the stash.
2: <laughs> it's Movember, so I'm supporting uh, men's prostate cancer and testicular cancer by growing a mustache and raising money. So everyone should donate to my Movember campaign.
1: If, if only to convince you to To not. shave the mustache? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sound
2: like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I wake up and she goes, I'm glad this only happens one month a year. <laughs>
1: You look like a fireman. <laughs> I
2: do, right? I had an audition today for a uh, security guard at a haunted prison. See? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: maybe I'll get you some.
2: Maybe that'll get, yeah. This is, some... this is pretty scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is for one of the ghosts,
0: by the way. <laughs> we
1: <laughs> we have a we have a guest with us today. We've got handsome Mike Siegel. Oh,
0: I, I wasn't aware that this was a, uh, a mustache day. Do you think it oh, is? Mustache month? Should've, should've it's mustache you. month. How, does it, how exactly does your mustache make money?
2: Uh people feel sorry for how awful you look and yes. hopefully throw you a few bucks to eventually <laughs> shave the monstrosity on your face.
0: See? So you grow it's, it and there's a website that, that you can uh, donate to
2: Movember, it. Movember. yeah. Uh, Movember.com. I don't know my exact uh, page on there, but yeah, everybody, you can you can <laughs> register on there and search for Ryan Buds and then uh, donate money, and it goes towards men's uh, prostate cancer and testicular cancer research. So it's it's just kind of like a fun thing to do. They call everybody that does it a mo, so you're like a mo. You can mm-hmm. be a female I mo. I don't
1: know if that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Flaming
2: mo, <laughs> flaming mo. <laughs> this thing could catch on fire. No, <laughs> very easily. <laughs> do you find your top lip gets uh, chapped? It does, especially when PR has me sweeping her studio with my face. Right. <laughs> After every podcast, she just flips me up by the ankles and pushes me around like a, a broom.
0: <laughs> Whenever I let my facial hair grow, I always find yeah. that like, for some reason, I think it like traps moisture or something on your lip or something, sure. like my lips chap. I try to grow a mistlet. It. It's true. I don't know. Maybe. All right. I'm moving on. As a Go Greek
1: ahead. woman, I'm divorcing myself from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just...
0: You're a handsome woman. Yeah.
1: we were talking beforehand about how like if you call somebody a handsome woman it's like it's it's the (laughs) worst
2: i've been called that twice today with this (laughs) Mustang.
1: oh no and this is just the beginning of the podcast this is what we're going to do today we are going to read the entries in the scene direction contest the entries in the scene direction contest and um what i did was I, i For people who have been listening, you know that I asked you to contribute some kind of scene direction, some kind of action line. Um, And I told you that it could not be more than a quarter of a page, that there could be no dialogue in it. Now, when I said no more than a quarter of a page, it turns out everybody submitted a quarter of a page. (laughs) So this actually (laughs) should probably be called the quarter page contest. What? Whatever. And uh, at the end of this, um, as far as who wins, um, the top three people will... I'll get a, a copy of the Coffee Break screenwriter and a copy of the On The Page DVD, and the grand prize winner will also receive an additional story consultation, not a script consultation. The story consultation is where I get on the phone or on Skype or in person with you, and we work through the beats of your next project and figure out what the structure is so that
2: you can shortcut And that. all three of those prizes are extremely helpful Helpful if you are, are just uh, cracking an idea at home.
1: Yeah, you know? I th- I I hope so. Let's I've, see.
2: I've done all three of those with you. Aww. I've done that. the DVD, the book, and consultation. St- yeah, there yeah. you go.
1: And he's still here talking.
2: Very valuable, guys. Very valuable.
1: (laughs) So, okay. So we've got Mike Siegel here with us because Mike is uh, an extraordinary actor.
0: Uh, Yeah. Is that it? Or did I have the the day free? I think that was more (laughs) Who
1: happened to have the day free. Yeah,
0: okay. I heard there was Chinese food. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: You did did such a great job last year when you did this. You were so good at reading this stuff. It's all, by the way, this is all not only a cold read on Mike's part, a cold read on all of our part. I printed them out this. Morning. I haven't even looked at them. Um, now so, yeah. I, I do
0: have a question. If yeah. I run across a, a, a glaring typo or something like that, do I read it or do I gloss over it as if it's not there? Try
1: or? and gloss over it like it's not there, but then you can point it out when we're talking about it
0: okay. afterwards. Okay. In the mockery so, section, so, so, I do right. not like typos, folks.
1: There is no, <laughs> there is no mockery section, and there will oh. be no accents. Oh. Just oh, so that everybody thank knows, you. <laughs> I am on
2: the wrong podcast. I do have to get out of here, you guys. Right. The mustache no. is a very specific French choice today. <laughs>
1: Um, But I might uh, be reading a a couple of the the things up front because some people also included some lovely letters. Like our first person, we've got Dima Levinchuk, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Dima uh, writes, hello on the page staff at Near Earth Orbit Satellite Headquarters. This is my entry for this year's worldwide famous scene direction competition. Judging from last year, the show is filled with amazing, unbelievably talented and wonderful writers, but I would like to give it a shot. It will be tough, but I'm crossing fingers. That's, that's nice. That it's, is it's nice. It's true. We do get a lot of really unbelievably talented people. So, Mike, let's go for it.
0: Exterior, outskirts of Auschwitz, morning. Jacob and Helena aligned against a bullet-riddled wall. He glances at her. Her eyes glimmer with tears. He takes her thin hand. Their blindfolds tighten. Germans cycle their rifles. Bang! Helena jerks. Jacob holds her firmly as her fingers weaken. Reload. Jacob tenses up. He grasps Helena's lifeless hand. Bang. Mm, Mm. This
1: makes me sad. Um, I really liked, uh, uh, let's see, Jacob holds her firmly as her fingers weaken and then just reload. Yeah, that reload
2: is awfully creepy. Yes, yes. It really brings you there.
1: uh, The the one thing I would be careful about is Jacob and Helena aligned against a bullet riddled wall. At that, I, I. I guess, I guess he's trying to shortcut a little bit aligned against mm-hmm. it. sounds like it's past tense. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't I know believe
0: Dima is probably a woman.
1: Uh, no, Dima is not because Dima is sure? married to a woman because I know I got a gift basket hey, from the a, two of them. Not that I'm favoring. This is a modern
0: uh, relationship. Could it's, it's, be. You know, not. these days they can marry.
1: No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Well, Dima does live in Seattle. So yeah, you never, I, you never, I don't okay. know, maybe, um, sorry. <laughs>
0: I didn't know. I thought, I, I don't know. Go ahead.
1: He glances at her. Her eyes glimmer with tears. You know, it's a nice emotional moment as people die. What do you guys think?
0: You don't like the word aligned? Is the, I
1: don't. Jacob and Helena aligned against a bullet riddled wall. It sounds like, I don't, that's just, that one thing is, is bugging me. Like, is it past tense? Is it present?
2: I'm just being picky. Just the, if you change that word to stand, would yeah. that, that would do it for you, I think?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah.
2: It's, or trapped? Yeah, maybe, maybe. No? Yeah, no. that doesn't work either.
1: Mm, no. I don't know. So what? I like the the pacing, the the uh, spacing of it. Do you see how it's moving down the page? Mm-hmm. And even though you guys can't see this as we talk about it, when I eventually post these things, I'm going to show you some of the spacing. And well, I'm not going to post all of them, just just the the winners. But spacing is definitely going to be part of what we look at today, sort of how it's placed on the page. I think this is a good one. I'm putting okay. I'm putting it in a in a.
2: Pile, pile strong ones. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would agree. What do you guys think? Yeah. All right. Okay. The next one. The next one is from John Rush of Cosby, Tennessee.
0: Interior elementary art class morning. Kate, expert in art and early childhood, glances over little Seth's shoulder as he paints the moon and stars against a night sky. She starts. One star gleams silver light. Seth doesn't seem to notice. Unnerved, she pokes the canvas and an image flashes in her mind. A path to a bridge spanning a dark chasm. On the far side, grasslands slope to foothills bounded by snow-capped mountains thrusting into the void. The scene rushes at her like a near-death experience and is gone. Seth's star dot is now a smudge, part of which is on her finger. His face falls.
1: Hmm. So this is an interesting story that he's telling here. Seth Stardot, star Dot is now a smudge, part of which is on her finger. That last part I'm not getting. Do you guys get that one?
2: No, is this, I, I can't painting. tell. He's painting, okay, he's painting.
1: His, his face falls, okay. So, so in the middle of, of painting all this, right, she's having, she's having a flash of this sort of cool fantasy moment right
2: right i think the where it says she starts uh-huh. i think it might be a little confusing I, I know she's obviously starting something i don't know exactly what she's she's going into this moment is yeah. that what you're saying yeah okay
1: yeah it, it it may be john i think there's a lot going on here um i think there is probably a, a context issue for us too because there's clearly some rules with kate um um as far as sort of like how she how she sort of goes into fantasy and out of fantasy. Um, but, you know, as far as the, the the story of the scene, it may be a little bit convoluted. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure.
2: I would like that she starts on a new line. I yeah. Think. You know, like we were talking about the spacing in the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would help me just kind of separate this moment of her going into this, like you said, a fantasy.
1: Yeah, and maybe she, maybe we don't even need all that stuff. She starts one star gleams, silver light. Seth doesn't seem to notice. Unnerved, she pokes the canvas, and an image flashes in her mind. He could have gone from he could have gone from Kate, expert in art and early childhood, glances over little Seth's shoulder as he paints the moon and stars against a night sky. Uh, an image flashes in her mind, and mm-hmm. then we go to the actual imagery.
2: Yes. Okay, that it, makes, it, Oh yeah, it cuts out a ton of. Yeah,
1: words. It, it's feeling a little bogged down. It's beautiful descriptions but maybe too much of it and it's keeping the story from popping okay so so um john you did a a good job but it may be a little a little bit overwritten you guys all cool yeah Yeah? all right okay all right
0: this is your you're the boss here
1: i don't want to be the boss oh you're the boss we got two two other people here i need i need your opinion i'm just
0: some (laughs) hump that comes in once a year
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, I happen to know you're a good writer, Mike, well, right? and Brian. I happen to know you're a very good writer. I've read, I've read, uh, you know, specs of yours, and you're great.
2: Also, not a bad hump, thank and you yeah, <laughs> you I appreciate that. You're an uh, excellent slouch. You know,
1: again, no comment on that either. I'm just going to get in oh, hey. hey, woohoo! Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is from Dan Johnson, and he is from Los Angeles. Okay, go for it, Mike.
0: Exterior garden dusk, all green trees, leaves, flowers. The plants are lush, healthy, strong. Nothing has ever died here. The trees create a canopy over a grass carpet, letting just the right amount of sunlight in. This is beauty. A naked man and woman run through the garden as if being chased. A howling noise follows them. They run desperately, stepping on flowers, breaking twigs. Branches scrape them as they run past. They gasp for breath, but don't slow down, straining to run away from whatever is following them. They will never be far enough.
1: So you can't go wrong with naked people running through, people uh, through the woods. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So again, I think we have a, a, a case of maybe a little bit of overwriting here. Um, if you don't, he's stating that this is a beautiful place over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you could say all green. Nothing has ever died here. That's that's got a nice haunting feeling to it. Mm-hmm. And also it, it says, you no, know, it's beautiful. But right now he's got all green trees, leaves, flowers. The plants are lush, healthy, strong. Nothing's ever died here. The trees create a canopy, etc. This is beauty. So I would definitely pick like you start with all green and then pick one more sentence, uh, Dan, and you're done. And then when you go to uh, the man and woman running, it's a nice contrast. They run desperately stepping on flowers, breaking twigs. I'd create a new paragraph before branches scrape them as they run past because now it's getting even more intense. Mm-hmm. So there's like a new beat within the scene. Um, so yeah, just a little over- overwriting right up front, but after that it gets really good.
2: I think they will never be far enough sounds like the end to a poem. Like this whole chunk seems like a poem to me mm-hmm. and it seems almost too complete. I don't know, the idea of they will never be far enough kind of jumps out at me as like, is that the end of this whole thing? You know?
1: that's a good point. If you get rid of that, then the last sentence would be, they gasp for breath, but don't slow down, straining to run away from whatever's following them. Mm -hmm. That's good. That makes you want to read more and find out what's following them. But
0: don't you think that is almost like implied in the chase? Whenever somebody's running from a howling wolf, you know, they're going to be gasping for breath. They're not slow, you know, it's almost repeating I think a little bit.
1: So, so you're saying maybe even, even cut back further, branches scrape them as they run past, and then that's it?
0: Or they gasp as they, I don't know, it just could have been condensed, I thought.
1: Okay, yeah, they, I they gasp, but don't slow down, just done. Like maybe it's, he's explaining stuff that we, that we kind of, kind of know.
0: They're obviously straining to run away from.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because that's true. That's a good point. So it might be the same problem as with the first paragraph of like sort of stating and then restating. So Dan, your stuff is really good. You have to trust that you've nailed it the first time and, and not keep restating it as we are doing right now. So we're going to (laughs) move on. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Um, Our next person is Robert Turnage. Um, I should know where Robert's from by now, but I don't. I'm so sorry, Robert. Um, So go for it, Mike.
0: Interior, library, night. Over stacks of homework and textbooks, Gerald and Kendra fight about their conflicting answers to common problems. She takes one of his papers, wads it up, and throws it. He takes one of hers and meticulously crafts it into a paper airplane. With a smirk, he sets it aloft. The airplane glides through the library, slowly banking. It loops past the bookshelves, past a bewildered librarian, and completes its circle of flight, landing on the table right in front of Gerald and Kendra. But they don't notice. They're too busy making out.
2: Sweet.
0: <laughs> we got naked people. We got making, making out people. Making in the library. Whew, there you go. It's hot for a Sunday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My
1: goodness. Um, the... the um, I like the fact that they've got, they're too busy making out. He's got that on his own line. Mm -hmm. I, I would so much, I'm wondering right now it's Kendra who, who throws the paper airplane, right? And by the time it's done circling, she is making out with Gerald. Is that right?
2: He throws the paper no. airplane. Oh, she, she, wads she wads up wads wads the paper and throws it. And
0: throws it. He makes he, the airplane. He does, and does it. it, and
1: then it and then it sort of goes through. And then they're they're making out. There's there's something kind of nice about that. Do you, I don't know. Do you think it it takes too much time? Do you think it, somebody else should throw the airplane? What do you guys think?
0: I mean, this is the this is an opening scene, right? I don't or, know. Oh, okay, that wasn't part of the rule. I thought these were all scenes. No. Series. Okay. No. No. Okay, clearly, good. I didn't make enough rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good visual.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I, I would, I, I think, I think the, the, it's getting a little heavy because they, we start with some kind of fight. Gerald and Kendra fight about their conflicting answers to common problems. Okay, whenever you say somebody fights or argues, that implies dialogue is going to follow. It's mm-hmm. like its own little scene. Right. Then we've got the paper airplane moment and then it does all this choreography in the library and then it goes back to them making out. So maybe just, just, pick what the scene is about. Mm-hmm. Either they, they sort of fight cute, add dialogue, you know, and then he throws a, a paper airplane, end of scene. Or we come into a library, somebody random is throwing a paper airplane, it lands by our making out couple. But I think there's like two contrasting stories going on here.
2: Yeah, I almost think it would be better to contrast if there's another couple working hard, and then the airplane flies over to another couple who's making out, showing... To totally different uses of the library, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: That could work. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's when you're talking about, since people have submitted quarter of pages here, it, it's interesting how much story is told in a quarter of a page, and you have to be really focused with that story. It's an image, it's a moment, it's, you know, it's one thing. But when you've got all these competing things, forces this kind of analysis a little bit
0: yeah i guess fight yeah really is a kind of a loaded word one person's fight is another person's argument is another person's you know who knows what he means by fight right exactly
1: exactly so it sort of implies a scene that we're not actually seeing so robert i think that your wording is good and i think your imagery of the of the paper airplane is good but you may have given us a little too much stuff in this scene i think we're seeing a there's a theme here. There's an overriding theme going on. All right, we're going to move on to Blake Kuhn, and Blake Kuhn is from Los Angeles. Go for it.
0: Interior, bathroom, day. Tiny and cramped. Lily Duransolet, early 30s, sits on the toilet like Rodin's thinker, nibbling on her lower lip, eyeballing the pregnancy test in her fidgety left hand. A type A girl next door, she looks more Silicon Valley than Big Easy. A phone rings in the other room. She looks up, shaking the stick in the air, hoping for a quick confession.
1: Hmm, I like this. I don't know, I guess what I like is that sits on the toilet like Rodin's thinker, nibbling on her lower lip, eyeballing the pregnancy test in her fidgety left hand. Like that mm-hmm. alone, I just really love.
2: That is a good description.
1: Yeah, the, the, the rest of it she looks up shaking the stick in the air, hoping for a quick confession is interesting. Mm-hmm. Does she want a confession from the stick? Like who did this to me? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or, or, you know, tell or, or, or is it, you know, what is it? Is it, you know, pregnancy or not pregnancy? I'm not really sure, but I don't know. I liked it. I like the spacing on the page too. What do you guys think?
0: I'm just trying to imagine uh, what's, she looks more Silicon Valley than Big Easy. That is a little,
1: a little I don't know, What is, what is specific? Big Easy
0: looking like? And is there a New Orleans look that I don't, yeah, because no, Silicon Valley could be you know a hipster kind of you know.
2: Yeah, is it is it she programmer
0: or like right? A,
2: <laughs> is it basically saying she's more nerdy than go out on the townie? You right. I mean? like but that. he's
1: already said that with a type A girl next door. Right. So maybe we don't need mm. that you know that particular kind of specificity. So so Blake, you could cut that out.
0: What would a type A girl next door type? B, I mean, type, type A, a I thought it would be more door. like you know, busy kind of like you've, alpha You've dated kind some of.
1: type A girl next yeah, you' know, but they're I more, know that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering how we can get that from the scene and what, I mean, she's looking at the, that means she's, I don't know, has more energy? Hmm. Or?
1: Well, I, I don't know. So, you know, you want to get the essence of, of your person in here and this is the first time we're meeting her. So maybe you could say tiny and cramped, uh, type A, Lily Durant's lead, early 30s, sits on the toilet like Rodin's thinker. Um, or girl next door, Lily durant And we can find out later on exactly what kind of girl next door or what kind of t- type A she is. But maybe pick one, put it up there instead of giving this really loaded, awesome image and then going into the description of her. Right. It, that's, it's sort of pulling focus from what's happening with her, which is really interesting.
2: I think if you made that little change, this is a good pile yeah selection you know what I mean
1: yeah I I think so too take take away the thing that's sort of distracting but I love that that one thing with her eyeballing the pregnancy test
0: what do you think of the hoping for a quick confession I
1: I guess I I like it because she's interacting with this thing she's treating it like you know come on show me something you know Mm -hmm. I kind of like that I don't know if it was just shaking the stick in the air you'd be like why right (laughs) So uh, for me, it definitely goes in a, in a, in a high, maybe what yeah. a, uh, okay. I, I agree. I
0: agree that. All is right. that another pile? Is that a separate pile?
1: I don't know. My high, maybe,
0: a high, maybe pile. My
1: high, maybe is here. Okay. I just, this is what happened last time. Got off. Oh, so yeah. One has like a cover letter on it. So I knew who it was. And then, then I came, <laughs> yeah, Mike is uh, rifling through papers. Right yeah, now it's going, what the stapled. hell? Okay. So I'm going to, this is from Barry Hutchinson. And uh, Barry Hutchinson writes, first up, love the podcast, and all the way over in the highlands of Scotland. Oh, it's crap. No, no, I told you, no, I can't. No, no uh, accents. We can oh, do Oh, that's it. right, okay. I, you know, I offended somebody. Somebody wrote me a letter and said they were all offended. It's <laughs> <laughs> so
0: He's taking your
1: freedom. All it, all it takes is one letter. And I'm, right. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, we love the Scots. <laughs> so uh, so thank you, Barry, for writing in. All right, let's go for it, Mike.
0: Uh, okay. Lunging, the zombie drags bounce down. He screams as it sinks its rotten teeth into its neck into his neck, spraying his blood in a wide arc across the sawdust floor. Connor yanks on the handcuffs, tearing Bounce free of the zombie's grasp. Bounce crumbles to the floor, eyes wide, staring, his breath bursting as shallow bubbles on his bluing lips. Roaring, Connor stamps on the back of the zombie's head again and again and again until something in the skull splinters and cracks and the zombie slumps motionless to the floor.
1: Hmm, death of zombie. Mm -hmm. I I might defer to you guys. Are you guys uh, big zombie heads? Ah, pretty...
0: Uh, I big don't mind a good guy. zombie.
2: <laughs> I'm getting a little oversaturated with the zombies. Yeah, seems oh, yeah? to
0: be zombie overload the last couple of years. Yeah.
2: This, uh, I like very key parts of this. I love spraying his blood and white arc across the sawdust floor. I Who doesn't love amazing. that? That's <laughs> great. And I love bluing lips. I think that's a great visual. Um, skull splinters and cracks. I don't know. I don't want to say it's a little much, but uh, something about that made me go, eh. I like that it's roaring. Connor st-
1: stamps on the back of the that zombie's head. Yeah. You know that you really feel like there's sound coming through as well. It's not just fight choreography.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's a word that's mythic. Myth, that there's a word Mything. that's mythic. <laughs> um, bounce crumples to the floor, eyes wide, staring. His breath bursting as shallow bubbles on his bluing lips. I think mm. he means as shallow bubbles form on his bluing lips. You know, appear something appear yeah. on his bluing lips, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's shell bubbles
2: fill his bluing lips. That would mm, be good. Really foam from his bluing lips. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's a really poetic way of killing a zombie.
2: Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I do
0: like it. If
1: you're gonna kill a zombie, kill him with poetry. Yes. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> maybe kindness
0: doesn't work. <laughs> that's
1: right. Hi, maybe. Okay. All right. This next one is from Shem- Shafi. Shafiq Jamal, and I got to meet Shafiq in London, in person, which was great. Um, I have to do a little shout out to the London Screenwriters Festival. I just got back from there, and it is an awesome, awesome conference. Anybody who is on that side of the world, next October, go there, it's really good. And if you're thinking about a trip to London, take your trip around this thing because it's terrific so anyway i've got to meet shafiq and uh and he says if matt is joining you he doesn't mind the accent yes uh, that's what he says for the accent still i got that the angry letter it made me cry I can't, you know,
0: uh, I can't. You're too sensitive.
1: I am a little sensitive. You you have a podcast, Mike. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's it's Travel Tales Podcast.
0: Traveltalespodcast.com. It's
1: really, really good. Thank and you. I love it. And, and you were on it? I was Your on it. Your daughter was on it? Yes, my daughter was on it. <laughs> 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 was on it. She was, she kicked she was ass, great. right? She was great. But do people ever, ever write you and criticize?
0: No, the only, uh, no, not really. No? Good. No. All right. Everybody I, loves me. Yeah. You know, I, I
1: don't usually get... more
0: listeners, have, so that's the... You probably very, get more.
1: Usually most people just write very nice things, but every once in a while somebody will say, you screwed up, and I swear to God, it just kills There's me. always
0: going to be something. It's the internet. You're yeah. going to get every, yeah. you know, crazy person. All right. Okay. You can't be, you know, some guy in his underwear writing whatever he wants to write. <laughs> They're all in their underwear, by the way. They're all in their underwear. And I just every, picture everybody. Every last underwear. one of them. Thanks, yeah, you just absolutely. made it worse. Okay. This guy in Scotland, <laughs> totally in his underwear.
1: So Shaf- <laughs> Shafiq, can you read this, Mike? It's a little light. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm putting on my glasses for this one. If
0: I butcher the names, it's H-A-A-K-O-N. So Hakon? Hakon?
1: Hakon. Sounds Hakon. good. Let's go for it.
0: Hakon manipulates the air, blasts Folkvar backwards into a tree. Folkvar hits it hard. Hakon rains down blows. Folkvar can only parry them while dodging in between trees. His sword takes damage. Hakon draws Folkvar towards him, knocks him hard into the tree, separating them. Folkvar falls to the ground. From there, Folkvar gets in a lucky hit. Hakon should have lost a shin, but Folkvar's sword bounces off a dragon scale panel. His sword tip breaks off. Hakon wraps on the paneling.
1: Mike, you just earned your... Chin chin Chinese wow. food that I just Oof. got for you with all that hack on folk var stuff. That was pretty good. <laughs> it
0: sounds like a Hobbit type thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it definitely sounds like it's like Game a, of Thrones ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantasy action. Um, but I think as far as fantasy action sc- scenes go, you know, as far as the the choreography of it, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can but,
2: picture this fight for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that he rains down blows. Right, that's nice and emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his sword takes damage. I like that.
2: Just, I like the sword bouncing off the dragon scale panel. That's <laughs> a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it seems like it's, it's, you know, nice and concise as far as, as fight scenes go. Like these kind of things can go on for pages and pages and pages. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that from here he starts working at, at just, you know, buttoning it up. Yeah. You don't really need that much more. Um, if it's more and more and more choreography, it's that's not going to work.
2: One thing that jumps out to me is that uh, the name Hacken starts every one of those paragraphs. Mm. Um, just if you were looking at that, it just seems a little repetitive. Oh, you're
1: maybe. right. Hacken does this. Hacken does that. You're right. And then Folkvar does this. Folkvar does that. So maybe just a little bit of, <coughs> you know. He. I know it's hard because you've got two different characters, so you've right. got to keep keep
0: track. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how you knock somebody hard into the tree, separating them.
1: Hmm. T- okay, Hakon draws Folkvar toward him, knocks him hard into the tree, separating them. Oh, good point. No, I would think? that
0: mean the tree's between them? Hmm. And if you knock him, how do you... Mm,
1: okay. Let's just have it be knock into hard into the tree. Period. Yeah. Tree? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, Shafiq, get rid of separating them. All right. Well, but you know we're nitpicking. I mean, it's it's a, a nice, strong emotional, action fight sequence in a fantasy movie,
0: mm-hmm. right? Putting it in the high medium. There. High. Yes. Exactly. High, the medium. Mediums. mediums the, is, I don't know whatever.
1: The high medium. I don't know
0: your system. Parent. I don't.
1: I don't have a system. <laughs>
0: Clearly, I don't I'm, have I'm a I'm finding that out
1: uh, <laughs> for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so Ben Landon writes in and um, Ben writes, there are no silent letters in my name. Please avoid freaking out your listeners by reading my name a certain way that has gotten me some weird looks at airports. Okay, so so far, Ben Landon. We've got that. Um, He says, I love the podcast and just want to thank you. He listens during his commute and says it's the best motivator to get me writing after a long day at the office. You and your guests help make writing feel like less of a pipe dream. That's awesome. That's that's That makes me happy. And he is from Palo Alto, California. Oh,
0: of Stanford University.
1: <laughs> Did you go to Stanford?
0: No, I sh- no. <laughs> oh my God! I
1: didn't think so. You
0: have to be smart or wealthy or both, <laughs> and I am neither.
1: <laughs> okay, Mike, but you are well. You, you speak well.
0: Oh, thank you. And and I'm you're product of the Illinois state school system. <laughs> Me too. That a boy.
1: So <clears throat> hit us, Mike.
0: Interior Goodison Hotel stall of lobby bathroom late night. A fancy bathroom. Connor, 27, hides in the middle stall of a long row perched on the toilet like a gargoyle statue. Never underdressed, he wears his best suit, but the last few hours have left it looking like it deserves a purple heart for surviving trench warfare. One hand white knuckles a black duffel bag while the other hustles to catch drops of blood rolling off his face. No drop permitted to land somewhere that it might make a sound.
1: Hmm. Maybe I just like action lines where people are on toilets. Do you think that's a thing? That is it. Because (laughs) I'm liking this a lot. I like the fact that it's just sort of like a fancy bathroom, that's it, right? And that he hides in the middle stall of a long row perched on a toilet like a gargoyle statue. He wears his best suit. and and but then you also show that the state of it, you know, looks like a, it deserves a Purple Heart for surviving trench warfare. And then he's not holding that black duffel bag; one hand white knuckles it. Mm-hmm. So it it feels, you know, it feels pretty intense to me. All that it, blood rolling. Too. Yes, I mean, it's
0: like a uh, it's very James bondy ish, mm-hmm. Bondian, Bondian. Or some sort of
2: heist, like a, the heat, uh, heat, not the heat, but heat. Yeah. Something like that. Somebody hiding out in this fancy place. I like, I would love this in a pan where you see regular guy in the toilet, regular guy in the toilet, and then <laughs> this guy holding this bag, all covered in blood in the toilet, and then another regular guy. <laughs>
1: in it's not back, a so comedy.
0: That's how I view it, the world. <laughs> well, Godly, he's perched up there, so no one wants to, see, he doesn't want his feet seen. Yeah. So we got that. Yeah.
1: I, awesome. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm putting good. it
1: in, in, like, anybody else have any toilet scenes? Bring yeah. them
0: on. Bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: This one is from Liz Warner. Um, and she says, congratulations on the new studio. Thank you, Liz. Really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. H- hit it, Mike.
0: Exterior, Sahara Desert, day. Over the lonely melody of a distant mizwid and the ominous bluster of oncoming wind, a nomadic family of five folds a tent rolls some rugs, and packs their meager belongings on three camels in the uninhabited expanse. Tethered alongside them are several goats. They begin their regular trek to greener pastures. Super, Sahara Desert. Amid violent wind squalls, a sandstorm erupts. The gritty sand particles whip through the arid desert air. This family consists of Muhammad, a father who looks older than his 60 years from having led a hard life in extreme elements. He wears a traditional burnos and tarbush, he leads his family and their animals using a wooden walking stick. Aisha, his much younger wife, follows. Her face is covered less out of piety than practicality. She huddles her sons close: Hamed, ten; Salam, eight; and Abdul, six. theirs isn't a spirit theirs isn't a sprint it's an endurance test. Hmm. It's an endurance test.
1: Yes, yes. You're Boy, very if good I screwed job. up
0: those names. I'm sorry.
1: No, you didn't. You did great.
0: We don't have Aisha's na- uh, age. There does it.
1: No, I think that's okay. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. I mean, I think that that age is only really important when it defines somebody. So it would define the children. Okay. Um, yeah. They have to be those particular ages, but not necessarily Aisha, You know, mm-hmm. um, I I like I like how this is making me feel. It makes me feel like I'm in the desert with them, and it is an endurance test, and the violent wind squalls and the gritty sand particles, and it just feels like I'm trudging through the the desert with them. I think it's it's. It's pretty good stuff. What do you guys think?
0: Paints a nice photo. Yeah. I think it's a little too... Yeah, it's not even... I think it's a little too
2: long. I think it reads a little bit like a section of a novel Mm. instead of a screenplay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think all the... descriptions are great and it like it does make you feel like you're there
1: it really depends on where this is in the screenplay right if this is an opening it works right. because you can take this kind of a time you're setting the place you're introducing the characters you're you're describing this experience if we are meeting new characters within this the context of, of a bigger story it may feel like we've sort of stopped and taken too long um, yeah
0: could you Do the whole thing without the first um, paragraph? You've
1: got a really good point. So if we just started with super Sahara desert, amid violent wind squalls, a sandstorm erupts. The gritty sand particles whip through the arid desert air. And then we go to a nomadic family of five. um, What do they do? Muhammad the father. Yeah, yeah. They'd have to do something. A nomadic family of five. um, uh, Are they trek right they trek through trek. the the yeah. desert right and then we introduce muhammad and all that i think you got i think you've got a really good point
2: yeah even down below uh he leads his family and their animals mm-hmm. that's all you need to know we don't need to see the tethered alongside them are several goats line yeah.
0: above you yeah. know yeah yep. when yep. they begin their regular trek to greener pastures is i don't do we we don't know this is a regular trek or yeah. where they're going Liz,
1: Liz, this is is good stuff. It's beautifully written, and these guys have a really good point, though. Like, to get rid of that first paragraph before we go to the super would make it clean. It would put us in the moment. We'd meet everybody, and it wouldn't feel novelistic in nature. So even though mood-wise, you captured it, great words. I got to go with these guys and say we need to cut that first paragraph entirely. Okay, we are moving on to... Oh, Mary. Um, this is Mary Gulivendala, And hello, Mary. Mary's been in touch about a couple of things. And she is from Philly. She's from Philly, Philly, baby. in the house. Yeah. So go for it.
0: Interior, Maggie's childhood bedroom. Morning. Flashback. Sunlight streams in the room. The window is open. A breeze is blowing the curtains. There is a statue of the Virgin <laughs> Mother Mary on Maggie's windowsill. Rosaries hang from her bedpost. There's a crucifix over her door. An empty bowl of cereal is on her nightstand. Seven-year-old Maggie is in her bed. Stuffed animals are standing watch on all corners, mostly by her head. She is hugging a lion. She is sitting up singing to her friends. There is a poster of a kitten on her wall dangling from a tree branch. It reads, hang in there, baby. <laughs> Under the poster is a, paint, is a painted over patched hole in the wall. The paint is cracking.
1: Okay, so so Mary, um, we've been in touch, and I know that Mary's a new writer, and she just wants to learn. So, mm. um, uh, one thing to know, Mary, is that you don't have to set decorate to this extent, and I think she's giving every single detail of what she sees. You got to pull back with the camera and ask yourself what the scene is about, not. What the camera is going to track specifically for every little image that's in your mind, right so really, instead of all this stuff, think about the personality of Maggie's childhood bedroom. Is it typical kid bedroom or is it um, you know a kid bedroom you know desperately in need of of uh, cheering up? is it you know however that personality that 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 sums all this stuff up just Create that kind of description. Also, another thing that you're doing is sort of some passive writing. The window is open. A breeze is blowing the curtains. So instead, you want to say something like, um, uh, a breeze blows the curtains, or a breeze from the open windows blows the curtains. Okay, A breeze blows is active, is blowing, is not active. Um, What do you guys think? Anything else that was sort of catching you?
0: No I think you said like you said yeah. it can it can be like shortened it's a mix the room is a a mixture of you know stuffed animals combined with catholic imagery right (laughs) right i think
1: that that would actually work you know um or stuffed animals compete with with catholic imagery (laughs) right right?
0: with rosaries and the virgin mary
1: exactly exactly a strong
2: uh i love that compete when you throw compete in there (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's perfect
1: so so yeah Uh, so so maggie we see kind of what you're going for but you're giving us every little detail um take all that stuff and put it in a sentence okay we are moving on to Gary. Gary Westkurna. I always say this wrong. Westkurna. 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 I should know this. I've, I've been in touch with Gary, but you know when you're talking to people by email, you're not saying their names out loud, right? That's right. He's from New Jersey. Hi, Gary. And this is his uh, submission. Go for it, Mike.
0: Exterior urban st- city street, day. A narrow minefield of gaping potholes and crumbling asphalt. The Beast, a hulking green and black tow truck wrecker from hell, wedges its way past double-parked rust beaters and Japanese rice burners. An imposing, gas-guzzling relic from a bygone time, it spits sparks and farts smoke as it prowls the avenues and side alleys for its next repo victim. (laughs) Love it. I, the beast. It, it,
1: yeah. You got to love every, something that spits and farts, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the Spit only,
0: sparks and fart smoke. Yeah.
1: I mean, I like how he's personifying this black tow truck. But when he adds tow truck wrecker from hell, he doesn't have to because mm-hmm. everything else is saying that. Yeah, so right. the beast, a hulking green and black tow truck, right. wedges its way past double parked rust beaters and Japanese rice burners. And then it talks about how it, how it acts. Yeah. That was my only pet peeve with this. It is a pet peeve, but it's, 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 uh, for me, it's, it's really in the way. Um, but you guys like it overall, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it short. I do believe there's a hyphen between double and parked, isn't there? Double parked.
1: I don't know. And there should be. There should, should be. I think yes, you're right. I think, I think so, you're right. Okay, have, have you thought about going to I was an editor? Business?
0: I wasn't. Uh, I worked for a newspaper.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: that's for four years out of college.
1: Get out. What, I was doing comedy at newspaper? night. Really?
0: Oh, God, I don't even know. it existed. It was a weekly outside of Chicago. I was a sports writer.
1: No way. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember newspapers? Kids, if you're <laughs> listening right now, newspapers, they used to be delivered to your house. That's like milk. Strange. Like milk. <laughs> like milk. <laughs> milk used to be delivered to your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. People read it on actual paper. That's not all
2: the milkman brought. Who's with me?
0: Yeah. Hey, come on now. Uh,
2: I was going to say this in the last one when you talked about punctuation. This is something an English teacher always ta- taught me that I always sticks with me. Uh, when you use quotation marks, the punctuation always inside the quotation marks. You're right. So this is the last one, but it says, uh, singing to her friends. And then the, the periods outside of the, the quotation marks, but that's just something that always stuck with me. Whenever you use quotation marks, the punctuation always inside.
1: Everybody yeah. screws it up. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Like and everybody I catch
2: it, like oh, I catch yeah. it. I catch it in
0: newspapers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All the time. All yeah. the time. I'll, I'll Books, yeah. Sure. You know, and I also you know, believe
0: there's a hyphen between gas and guzzling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what else is like a pet peeve that people always do? Like, um, uh, Homing, homing in it's homing in not honing in yeah. like if, if one you can hone something make it better right yeah. but when you home in on something it's like a homing pigeon home yeah. in not hone in thank you
0: Uh-ha. aha you, you heard it here first yeah. you ever come across
2: something and you go to write it and you've never written it before and you go that doesn't make any sense on the page yeah. like uh <laughs> the phrase a whole that's a whole nother ball game if another, you were, you, another doesn't. You would never not a write word. a whole nother, You'd be like, wait, that's another's not a word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do that.
1: This stuff can make you crazy, right? Oh, it's not. It can. Welcome to my dreams. English
2: major.
1: <laughs> um, we are actually at three thirty. We've 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 been talking about this for forty five minutes. And guess what, everybody? This scene direction contest is going to be a two parter. No, say it isn't so.
0: <laughs> I've
1: sat here waiting for my submission, we want and more. I have to wait until next week. Yes, you do, because that's how we play here at on the page um i want to thank mike so much for for reading and he oh, will be back pleasure. next week reading the rest of the submissions and at the end of that podcast we will have a winner <sighs> yes um in the meantime this week if you after you listen to this podcast maybe you want to go to the travel tales podcast hey
0: right?
1: yes and who did, who's who's uh, your your guest this week? Um,
0: this week we had a couple. uh does this air? I don't even know. What I
1: don't know this, this coming <laughs> Friday.
0: Okay. Yeah, we had uh, I recorded some people live at the LA Podcast Festival. Oh, cool. Right, so I combined. Uh, I did two different episodes where we had three each telling little short tales. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun.
1: And then also, everybody should know that Mike is also going to be co-hosting my husband's podcast rock Rock solid Solid. um pat now has four different co-hosts yeah and mike is one of them it's very fun and he's really really excited to be to be having all these all these people especially you mike because you guys have been buds for so long
0: yeah and i can't wait i think mine my first episode airs the 7th oh yeah perhaps november 7th my birthday Oh really? My birthday. That's that's my
2: birthday.
1: Oh, wait, how many birthdays can you have? Wasn't your birthday yeah, last wait a night?
2: Uh, it was a party last night. It's this Thursday.
1: So you have like birthday month. Is that a, month.
2: you're you're one of those? Guys. I hear your daughter's the same way. <laughs> you have a birthday true. month and a mustache month. Mustache months. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's the same month. Oh, that's a crazy makes month. Makes for a lot of great guys. Can
1: I say what your age is? Because it's so incredibly young, it makes me cry. Sure.
2: It's not that young.
1: <sighs> Ryan just turned 28, Mike. Oh.
2: I'm
0: not 18. <laughs> 18 would that's be depressing. a real feat. That's why I had to do, explain what a newspaper was. <laughs> that's right. That's depressing. Where can I find one of those? Which museum are those? <laughs> oh, See.
1: <laughs> it's a museum of our youth, mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> so, um, so everybody come back next week. Okay. Listen for more great submissions. I want to thank all the people who submitted so far next week. We will have a winner so far. These are pretty damn good. What do you think?
2: Love them. Yeah. Great, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great, great entries. So
1: everybody be inspired. Start writing your own stuff right now, which means have a good writing week.